Hi, this is Abigail Myers with La La Land Kind Cafe, and you're listening to The People's Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome into episode eight of the People Podcast, coming to you after our first two-part interview in show history. That was with DC Glenn, the guy behind the Whoop There It Is song and the hit commercial Scoop There It Is. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you go back and listen to that because I thought that was a whole lot of fun. But this week we have another fun guest, and I think everyone's going to enjoy hearing about this story. So the La La Land Kind Cafe is a cafe chain based primarily in Texas. They have a little bit of a twist to it, and I think it's a twist that you probably have not really heard of. So I just knew this was a story that I wanted to highlight on my show. So I was able to talk to Abigail Myers, their director of operations, and she really opened up about the programs that this company has in place to help foster kids and give kids a chance when other people in life just haven't given them a chance. So, the La La Land Kind Cafe. What's the story? Well, you're about to find out. Well, what a treat it is to be joined by the Director of Operations for the La La Land Kind Cafe, really one of the coolest cafes you will ever hear about, and I'm stoked to discuss everything they're doing with Abigail Myers. Abigail, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, let's just start with the motto for the La La Land Kind Cafe, because to me, it paints the picture of everything you guys are doing. Kindness first, coffee second. Can you explain why that's so important? Yeah, kindness first, coffee second, always. Um, for us, the I would say the number one product that we serve isn't necessarily coffee or tea or avocado toast, even though we take that program very seriously and it is some of the best you can have. I would say our number one products that we serve are really dopamine and serotonin. Um, we really focus on people coming into our cafes and not only having the best cup of coffee, but also having an interaction with somebody who is genuine, who is kind, who just really makes their day. So we always say, if you leave having the best cup of coffee, but you didn't have a kind interaction or you didn't leave in a better mood than when you came in, then to us, we failed. And that's all amazing, but it even goes a step further than that, Abigail. As I was reading about the company's ultimate mission, you guys plan to normalize kindness, but you have a special focus on empowering foster youth who have aged out of the system by providing them with employment opportunities, mentorship opportunities. I was reading about the We Are One project, but can you detail some of the initiatives the company takes to help out these foster youths? Yeah, so the We Are One project is our nonprofit, and the We Are One project, you know, all funds that go to that, um, help our foster kids who are aging out of foster care with transportation, housing, therapy, um, and really anything else outside of the workplace. And when we initially started, we thought that would fix everything. Um, and we were very wrong. We figured out very quickly that there was still something going on with our foster kids. They were still, you know, one way or another failing or ending up on the street. And so we were quite frank and we just asked them like, what is going on? And their answer was basically, you know, you could give us all the therapy and housing placement help that you want. But at the end of the day, you know, we still need a job and no one's willing to employ us. And so that's how we kind of came up with the La La Land Kind Cafe. We wanted a place where we could be those employers that were patient and kind enough to teach these kids how to be successful in the workplace because they never really got those soft skills. You know, I've, we've had multiple kids who say that they were in anywhere between five to 25 group homes 
by the time they age out at 18. So that's very hard to learn what accountability means, what professionalism means. So we wanted to be that employer and we wanted to be that place that did that for them. And reading up more on the We Are One program, every city there is a La La Land Kind Cafe. You have a flagship store that runs an eight-week internship program for the foster youth and where they're learning life skills, on-the-job and customer service training, mentorship. But it goes far beyond that because after the eight weeks, they're forever in the We Are One program. Yeah, so we never want to just be another touch-and-go place for these kids, right? We We know that these kids have been in programs or they've had multiple people, whether that's caseworkers or foster parents in their life. And that instability really doesn't do well for mental health, right? For anybody to feel like you've been unwanted and to feel like, okay, I'm going to know these people for a little bit, but then they're going to be out of my life. We refuse to be another one of those places. So you're absolutely correct. Um, Every store or every city that we move into, we have a flagship store we run our eight-week paid internship program where they learn soft skills. They learn professionalism. They learn accountability. They learn successful interpersonal communication. But then, you know, with the hope of after that, they could go in any field and any workplace and be successful. But even after that, after our program, our youth director always checks in with them every month to make sure that they're okay, to make sure that they don't need help with finding somebody that's within their healthcare network. And really, we just always want to make sure that they remain in our ecosystem, that they know that regardless of, you know, I don't care if I left, you know, the Lala Land a year ago or six months ago, they're always going to be there. They're always going to check up on me and they are my family. So that's that's really important to us. Yeah. And that's incredibly powerful and profound because. A lot of times, Abigail, in life, no matter who you are or where you come from, it really just takes one person to take a chance on you and give you an opportunity. And these cafes are doing exactly that. What has it been like to see these kids enter your programs and genuinely turn their life around? Um, it's very inspiring. I mean, it's, I'm not going to lie. We like to be very transparent. It is hard because we're dealing with kids who have very real trauma very real mental health struggles, um, and not only that, but also other struggles, right? Have no place to stay, have no transportation. So it is really hard because the success rate isn't 100%. I would honestly say that out of 10 foster kiddos that we bring on, maybe one or two are what we consider um, successful. And so it is difficult, but those one or two foster kids that really take this opportunity and run, like Jennifer, like Amber, like Sierra, like Jay, to see them being so successful now, it's so encouraging, it's so inspiring, and that really is what fuels us to keep going on. And so it doesn't matter if we work 10, 12-hour days, seven days a week. To us, these kids are absolutely worth it, and to see them succeed and thrive is the most satisfying thing about this job by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of companies are just all about their bottom line being money and dollar signs. So it's really refreshing to see and hear about a company like La La Land Kind Cafe that goes much further than that. And I was reading that your website, the company long term goal is to be able to create a program that you can share with every business because it's great that you guys are doing it. But it sounds like you want to expand this way further than that. As the director of operations, what role do you play in that? Absolutely. So in my role, I'm tasked with creating a really foolproof program that can be easily replicated by other businesses, regardless of what sphere you're in. So you don't necessarily have to be in hospitality. You can be in retail. Um, It really doesn't matter. All that matters is that we create a program, this internship program, that's easily 
replicated and that's also profitable because essentially what our long-term goal is is to show other businesses that you can be kind you can be profitable and that you can give back to your community while also being a successful business and so that's really what our long-term goal is is to have other companies replicate this so that in 5 10 15 years we are no longer a company that people look at and say oh look they're doing good you know the goal is that we change the status quo and that we prove that really this is what all businesses should do right it's not enough for us to be a business to go into a community and make money and take profits we believe that you need to feed the community that feeds you and for us that means doing good so whether or not that that means helping foster kids or helping the homeless population or helping veterans it doesn't matter what we want to prove is that all businesses should have an altruistic side and can still be massively profitable. You guys have four stores and are pulling this off. So to me, I'm thinking these big name companies, they can definitely pull something like this off. And I'm sure everyone does in some capacity giving back in some way, or I would hope they are. But has there been any interaction from other businesses that have seen you guys and they're inspired and they want a little more guidance on how they can do it themselves? Yes actually. And I would say the biggest success that we count as a company is last October, I actually had a call from Jade Bunch, who is who heads HR for corporate Walmart. Um, and he said, you know, we saw a little segment that you guys did on, on a TV show and we want to roll that out ourselves. And so I think it was a solid five to 10 minutes of me just kind of not hearing anything because I was like, holy crap. I didn't expect this to happen so quickly. You know, we've been open as a company for two years. I didn't expect a company like Walmart, um, which is one of the biggest companies here in the States and probably in the world, um, to reach out to us saying that they wanted to replicate this. So we actually, we started working with them last October and this February of this year, February 2nd, they rolled out their own program, just like ours, to help foster kids um, and to specifically hire foster kids who are aging out. So we worked with them. We helped build their program. You know, we tweaked it because they had originally come to us and said, oh, we're going to do a mentor buddy system. And Francois and I were very blunt. We were like, that's not going to work. You need a nonprofit to help with all of the emotional trauma, all the other things that don't have to do with the workplace. Because expecting a a general manager, expecting a supervisor to have to deal with all of that, you're going to fail and it's not going to work. And the reason why we know that is because we tried it. So we helped build out their program. We pivoted their program so that they can partner with nonprofits. And we're very proud to say that they rolled out their own initiative, just like ours, um, in February. And for us, that's the ultimate success, right? Because in the cafe, I have three or four max positions that people can grow into. Um, And as a cafe, I can enroll maybe 100, 200 foster kids a year, whereas Walmart can employ hundreds of thousands of kids a year. And not only that, but in Walmart, you can work in food and beverage. You can work in retail, operations, HR, management. There's so many different avenues. And for us, that's really important because we want our foster kids to have that agency and to have that choice in what career trajectory they want to grow in. 
That is so cool. And it's really just shows the ripple effect that you guys caused. And to get a big brand like Walmart on board must have been so satisfying for you guys. And hopefully other companies start to take initiative as well. Another thing that you guys have really made uh, big with a ripple effect is the ultra viral TikTok videos. The one I saw recently, it was a drive-by kindness video, episode 36. But the whole series is amazing and inspiring. And if you haven't seen it, it it's about, you know, the, it, it's, it seems like it's workers at the La La Land Kind Cafe that are driving around just giving random compliments to random people on the streets. It's just so fun to watch. How did that idea come about? Yeah, so the our, our first TikTok video that ever went viral, it was our corporate team here. We were just in the office. I think, you know, it was a long day. We had all been in the office just working all day on our computers. Um, and our CEO, Francois Rehani, he was like, let's go do something fun. And fun for us was getting into a car and just aggressively shouting compliments at people. Basically what, what our drive by kindness and what we call our DDK um, series is based on is the experience that you're supposed to have in our cafe. So giving compliments, you know, being genuine, trying to make people's day, wanting to see them smile, wanting to make them happier than when you met them. That is really the concept that we have in the atmosphere that we have in our cafe. So for us, we just wanted to take it mobile. And we all hopped in a car. Um, we went out and we just really started loving on our community. And it was really cool to see the reaction. I mean, if you look at all the videos, sometimes people are kind of scared at first and then they smile. But we want that reaction because we want to show that there are good people in this world and that we want to be a force for good. And the people who are kind of put off or a little scared in the beginning, you know, seeing them change their mind in real time and giving a compliment back, that changes the ripple effect because now they're going to go out and do the same thing because they'll be inspired by what happened to them. And so for us, that's, that's really cool. And if you look at our videos, you know, one of them I think has 40 million views. Um, Imagine what that does for those 40 million people who were watching. So it's really great for us that it, it went viral because we, between our four cafes, we can see around, 40 to 50,000 people, but our viral videos, you know, that's millions of people that are reached every day or week. And for us, that's millions of opportunities for those people to go out and spread kindness as well. The account, the TikTok account for the cafe has reached millions of likes. And to your point, episode 36, the one I saw, surpassed 40 million views. Now it's become a series. I mean, you're almost at episode 40 now. But my favorite part is just how, you know, a lot of times, I mean, it's happened to me where you feel down or for some reason, you're just not feeling right. But one thing someone says could really make your day, your week, your month, or even further than that. So it's really inspiring to see you guys do that. And I think by other people seeing it, they're inspired to do the same. And maybe, you know, if one of those 40 million views goes out and gives another compliment, that just keeps spreading and spreading. Yeah, and that's ultimately our goal. We, we want to create this ripple effect, both through our social media, which reaches millions of people, and through the experience that you have in stores, which reaches, I think, last month in September, we reached a little under 60,000 people in store. So really what we're trying to do is create this culture of kindness, create this community that inspires people and doesn't only make them feel good while they're on our channel or while they're in our cafe, but inspires them to keep that going outside once they leave or once they stop watching the channel or once they leave the cafe. That's really one of our ultimate goals because that's, that's what's going to create genuine change is when we inspire people to do good even after they're no longer, you know, in our cafe. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing to see, and I'm really excited to see future episodes. But what about yourself personally, Abigail? How long have you been working with La La Land Kind Cafe, and how did your journey with them start? Yeah, so I have been with the cafe for about a year and a half, maybe longer. I'm not sure. Um, we just work so much, so time kind of becomes irrelevant. But about a year and a half, and I would say I've just been so excited to see this company grow. Um, when we when I joined, there was, I think, three of us in the corporate office. You know, there was a creative designer, there was a CEO, and there was myself. Um, and starting at one cafe, which when I joined, we only had the one, the original one in Lower Greenville. And it was cool to see, but seeing all the other cafes come up and seeing how not only the impact in our community, but the impact that we have on our staff. I've seen personal growth in so many of our staff members, so many people who say, you know, I originally started this job just thinking I was going to be a barista, but now I'm doing so much more. That to me just proves that our culture is strong and that we are truly changing people's lives, not only in the community, but with our team. And it's inspiring them to go out. And I've heard from some of our team's family members that, hey, so-and-so is completely different now. And thank you so much. I'm not sure what you guys did, but like our communication is so much different. So it's been really cool on the business side, on the company side, because, you know, you can see you not even, you know, being in the cafe, you can see the impact we have on the community, on our social media. And I can see that as well. But to see that really within our team changing their lives as well, it's so inspiring. Um, And it's just, it's been really great to see our company and our mission grow. So when we first started, we just had the mission of helping and mentoring and employing foster youth who are aging out of foster care. And then as we did our DBKs and we started, you know, changing certain company procedures, we really were like, we need to normalize kindness because the fact that we would go out into communities or even when people come into the cafes and they get so shocked and so surprised to get a genuine compliment, we were like, this is what's missing in our society, especially after a tough year like 2020, which was very polarizing. We were like, I think the world needs a reset. It needs a breath of fresh air. And that's unfortunately kindness, because I think that's what, in you know, the previous years, what has truly been lacking. So it's been really cool to see. And um, I'm really proud to say that we are one of the few hospitality concepts that's been able to expand during COVID. And that's really a testament to this these communities that we're moving in because they're supporting us so, so greatly and we couldn't be more thankful. And in this year and a half or so that you said you've been working with them, um, you guys have done so much and made an impact on so many different lives. But as the director of operations, what is your day-to-day life like? Yeah, you know what's funny is um, I remember when I started working, I had asked for a job description, Um, you know, a little over a year and a half later, I still don't have one. (laughs) So we're very much in the startup phase where very much, you know, we went from like a mom and pop one to two cafes to now we'll be at five. Um, by early next year, we'll be at seven or eight. So my day-to-day, well, number one, it's hospitality. So it changes every day regardless. But, you know, in terms of what I do, some it's on the operational side, it's, it's writing SOPs, standard operating procedures. It's looking at bar flow and making sure that that is efficient. So looking at the everyday operational things in, in the cafe, but then it's also, you know, being a small startup type feeling, I'm going after expansion projects as well, right? So going after partnerships 
like Walmart, like Pizza Hut, like PayPal, like Kendra Scott, to try and amplify our platform of kindness and really pair with other businesses to have them try and replicate what we're doing. So there's an inward focus on making sure our cafes are operationally running as efficient as possible. And then there's an outward focus of what community do we think can use the most kindness, you know, looking at what's going to be a successful place to sign a lease um, for our expansion. So it's, it's really wearing multiple hats um, and it's, a lot of, of work and it's a lot of diverse work, but I absolutely love it. Over the years, I'm sure, Abigail, you've had countless moments with customers, coworkers that have been super inspiring for you, but has there been a moment or two or maybe a, a foster youth in particular that you've worked with that has just been super inspiring and something that it really stands out to you? Absolutely. So there, I would say there are two two people that I can think of that Seeing their story with the company has been absolutely inspiring. And um, one of them is definitely our foster kids. So her name is Sierra. She came from a horrible background. Really, I don't know how she does it, how she's so optimistic and so happy and just so grateful to be alive because she came from a really horrific background, like a background that horror stories are made from. And when she started with us, she was not as consistent, you know, kind of not showing up for work. And, and really, you could see the struggles of her, like, trusting people or wanting to talk to people in the work community. And now it's a complete 180. She, is our, she was our very first corporate trainer. Um, you know, she is very responsible. She's a new mother. She is probably one of the most optimistic and happy and truly genuine people that I've ever met. And that's just been really cool to see. And I would say another really cool, inspiring story is actually our second corporate trainer. He isn't necessarily a foster youth, but he comes from a very difficult background himself. And when I had first started with the company, he was very inconsistent, um, not really responsible. I was, you know, the CEO and I were 50-50 on the fence. We were like, we don't know if, if Malachi is going to work out or not. And to see where he is now, he's, inspiring to all of the team. Um, he's responsible for training all of our new staff members and all of the new staff members that I talk to sing his praises. And I've just seen such a complete 180 with him too, in, in terms of being responsible um, and truly living with a purpose, like waking up and knowing that you're changing the world, which I didn't really see that in him before. So that's been really cool and, and inspiring to see. And again, regardless if we work six, seven days a week um, for us, it's worth it because, Stories like that, those people to us are always going to be worth it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great to see. As much as people want to thank us for what we're doing, um, I think we have a lot to thank to our, our team and our family as well because they, they keep us going. Definitely, and that's just so inspiring to hear. And hopefully the stories similar to what you just mentioned are able to continue to help this brand grow and just expand Um you guys are currently in three locations in Dallas, one location in Santa Monica. You mentioned expansion earlier. Are there any locations on the horizon? Absolutely. So by the end of October, we'll be opening cafe uh, number five, number four in Dallas, but it'll be five total. Um, and that's going to be here in, in Northern Dallas. And so we're really excited to, to open that up. Um, we do have plans to expand further in Texas. Um, so we'll be, yeah, out of probably seven to eight cafes by early next year. And so we're really excited. Again, 
very grateful to be a hospitality company expanding actively during COVID. You know, we opened cafe number two last uh, July. So smack tap in the middle of COVID. Cafe number three was last December. Cafe number four in LA was um, this June. So yeah, to, to be able to expand when a lot of places are, are kind of shuttering or closing their doors, we're very, very grateful and we're very humbled by the support of the community. Well, I haven't been to Texas before, but I am in San Francisco, and the next time I'm in L.A., I'm definitely stopping by the Santa Monica location because I want to get some coffee, I want to get some apparel, and I just want to indulge in kindness. Absolutely. You're more than welcome to, I will say. Um, you can also get our apparel online. Um, we have a fantastic creative team that, that does all of the design in-house. Her name is Hazel. She's amazing. Um, and so she, some of our merch is actually her handwriting, so... Yeah, this this company, while we're, you know, growing and expanding, it's still very intimate because we have details like that. So feel free to, to you know, go online to lalalandkindcafe.com and get some merch. But hopefully you'll be able to make it in store so you can get the full La La Land experience. I'm checking it out now. There is so many amazing apparel, whether it's <laughs> don't be a dick, be fucking kind, the La La Land, there is everything here. So hopefully my listeners check it out as well. But uh, for people that aren't in Texas or California, but they're hearing this and they love what you're saying and they love the mission of the La La Land Kind Cafe, is there anything they can do to help? Absolutely. So the, the first thing they could do to help is to be kind in their own life, to take the mission and the message that we're trying to spread and to actively live it. That would be the biggest compliment. Um, truly. And second, if they, if they specifically want to support us directly, we do have a donate button on our website that if they donate all the funds go to the, we are one project, which again goes into our foster care program to help our foster kiddos. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you for giving all that information and thanks again for joining me, Abigail. Really appreciated the insight and the conversation. And, um, I, I look forward to stopping into one of the cafes soon. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see you and I hope you have a great rest of your day. A really fun interview with Abigail Myers from the La La Land Kind Cafe. The story was just so inspiring to me because sometimes in life people just need someone to give them a chance. And this cafe is giving a bunch of kids that chance. And she mentioned how not everyone that comes into their programs comes out successful or really does take advantage of all the opportunities that are given to them but she did share a few really powerful success stories and if you can just start out small like that that's how it all starts and then they eventually got walmart on board to do some initiatives as well so i think what they started can really grow into something big and it was really an honor to hear about that i hope everybody else enjoyed that as well and yeah that's episode eight um wow we're approaching double digits almost at episode 10 but before that, we got to get to episode nine next week. So make sure you're following, subscribing, reviewing the show, and uh, I'll see everybody next week.